Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. I am your host, Tim Hayden. Hey, I'm really, as I say it every month, but I'm really honored to have one of my new friends with me, Matt Weber. Matt is an owner-operator for Chick-fil-A. He, he has a couple of them, uh, one in Simpsonville and one in Malden, South Carolina, not too far from us. So, Matt, welcome. We're glad that you're with us today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Hey, if you will, Matt, before we get started, just tell us a little bit about yourself, whether it's family, business, you know, faith, anything, anything you want to talk about. Yes, so um, I have, I've been married going on, it'll be 19 years this year, so um, the high school sweetheart, uh, I met her at... Um, uh, Chick-fil-A of all places uh, and so um, and then we have two beautiful girls five and one is about to be 11 and uh, the first time I found out we were having our first girl um, I, I got a knot in my throat really nervous because I had an older brother and you know I'm like what am I going to do with girls but I, I honestly couldn't tell you what I would do with boys now that uh, I've been blessed to have all girls in my home and I just happen to live there uh, so <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's the short of it. So our, our life's kind of full speed now. Um, been a believer since I was eight years old. And um, I tell people this a lot, but uh, the quick way to tell people how I was raised is um, my mama still plays the organ, if that tells you anything. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's a kind of, that's a quick little bit about myself. Yeah. And hey, so for our listeners to, to learn a little more you and I are part of a radical mentoring group. I think on our podcast, we may mention that a time or two, but you and I recently met. We were at breakfast mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and you told me your story. And I said, wow, Matt, if you would, I'd love to have you on our podcast just to be able to interview you. And, and you really talked a lot about freedom. So mm-hmm. the topic for today is going to be about freedom. So, hey, I think that's a good segue um, to jump in. So, you know, what is freedom? So the world's definition of freedom is independence. Uh God's definition is dependence. But hey, success does not equal freedom. So hey, Matt, unpack that, what that means to you. Yeah, so first of all, the whole world definition, which is I feel, I feel like we're all uh, subject to, is this whole idea of looking for freedom um, under our own conditions. Mm. And um, I think the world gives you many things to chase that uh, you know may look like one thing on the surface, but at the end of the day, in terms of um, providing fulfillment and nourishing your soul, um, it will not do that. And so, um, and then God's definition, and, and it says clearly in His Word, is you know, is something that He He wants us to be dependent upon Him, not just in one thing out of three. He wants all of all of our life to be dependent upon Him, our family, our job, um, whatever it may be. And um, so, that's kind of. Uh, a lot of that's through my own learnings and life experience. You know, I could easily say that um, I was chasing the world's definition of freedom. Mm. Um, you know, when you're leading business, leading a business and multiple employees, um, and whether you know it or not, you kind of you kind of drift into this chasing performance and success. And um, and in so many ways, I had become my own God. And so mm. uh, I had replaced what should have been God with just trying to accomplish and succeed and perform in comparison, um, which none of those uh, quenched the thirst that, that God has for our, that God can provide for our souls. And so 
that led me kind of to this whole idea that success does not equal freedom. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are successful, but they go home and they're the most empty, lost people mm. in this earth. It doesn't matter how many, how much money they have. It doesn't matter how many kids they have, how beautiful their picture looks on their family photo. They're lost. And uh, I can uh, easily relate because that was me. Um, to the outside world, I had I had everything. And um, by the grace of God, he rescued me and um, put me on my knees and, you know, and it's not that success is bad. It's it's not that those things are bad. It's when those things take place of God and and, and um, other idols that are in this world that you know we could go on and on about what can replace you know God. Whether it's job, money, sports, or anything else that we look up to that replace Him, um, and then just success. So it's not that that's bad, but it was kind of like I had convinced myself and been deceived. Uh, by the enemy in so many ways that um, I was the, you know, the success was going to be what's fueling, fulfilling my soul. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh-huh. And, and it all hit me one evening, one day, and just broken that, like, literally this whole journey that I'm sharing is that uh, I do have a lot of, on the, on the surface, a lot of people would say I have a lot of success and have a beautiful family. Um, but the problem is this is becoming an epidemic in our world, and that's why I feel burdened and challenged to continue to share and encourage people because um, for the most part, the people that are most susceptible to this this kind of this bondage are those who are in leader, leadership or of an influence that they, they have to present or propose that they're something that they're really not, and um, they can't be genuine and authentic, and it's because they're they're reaching in for their own strength and their own, you know, they're 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 trying to provide their own resources and not dependent upon God, and that can become exhausting. Not to mention, um, the soul could be exhausted over time. So yeah, that's good, and I think that you know, for our you know business leaders or business owners to lean in, you know, in leadership role, and and I'm blessed that I get to lead an organization just like you. People expect us to always have the right answer mm-hmm. and to know everything. And I think that you can't do that. And, you know, Matt, you were sharing with me earlier that you've got 217 members right now. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're a big organization and what ours is. So uh, I think that it's important that you have some people around you and that and if, if you're a small business owner or a leader, you got to have some people around you. You can't do it with 207. Right? Maybe you can, and maybe we can unpack that. But, if, but to be able to show your vulnerability mm-hmm. and what's going on because we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. We don't know everything, but people expect us to. So I think that by knowing, hey, we're human just like everybody else, but through by the Lord saving us and, you know, and I know you and I have recently read some books, you know, about our souls. And I think mm-hmm. our souls last forever. And I think yes. that's the thing that we've got to work on really hard. But, uh, I mean, you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And the, the word vulnerability is something that's kind of top of mind for me. And, um, I think that's where vulnerability with God, because at the end of the day, God knows our heart. He knows everything. And sometimes we pray to him as if we want to hide certain things, but he just wants, he wants all of us come as we are. He's not saying, I need you to go get this figured out. Then you can come pray to me and thank God he didn't because I was broken. Like mm-hmm. I was literally like, God, I don't even know what to pray for. And mm-hmm. so, um, and he just wants, you know, that authentic 
your 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 full self. And so vulnerability, and this is why I think it's key, is because the world doesn't teach that. I mean, the world thinks if you're going to be successful, it doesn't matter what you're struggling with. Just make sure you present yourself as such to this group of people to keep your influence at a high level. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I both know one of the, and I guess it's just another another sign of me getting old. I admire a lot of things in leaders, but probably one of the, the biggest things I admire in leaders these days is not their accomplishments, not their money. It's like this guy is genuine. He's legit. He's authentic. He's vulnerable. He he, he knows he doesn't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And you, you're talking about some books we've read. One thing that comes to mind, just it was really, I don't know a better way to put it, was in the book Bo's Cafe where we read where none of us have it altogether some of us just have wider teeth and, and isn't that true like yeah. we all we all have brokenness yeah. but some of us feel like we can't we can't show that to others or we'll, we'll lose our ability to influence or to be successful and maybe so in the world's eyes but that's the problem and you don't get credit for that uh, the world doesn't give you credit for that and definitely the soul doesn't give you credit for that and that's why god wants the full our full self um, to come as come as we are. So yeah, I I agree. Uh, all these books have been helpful, stirring it up in our group. Um, but it's just re, this whole whole focus on vulnerability, and it's something that honestly, if I had to assess my effectiveness as a leader, I literally look at that in so many ways before anything else. How vulnerable are am I with my close group of uh, leadership? And so, however, their direct reports or you know, however that's orchestrated mm-hmm. in your organization making sure whether it's inside work or outside work having a close group of people is key uh, in so many ways yeah no i agree and, and you know take a little tangent for a second you know we put a leadership team in place here a couple of years ago and i know our uh, listeners have heard me say this before we can go further faster as a team mm-hmm. than we can as an individual and the thing i want our team to get all the credit for everything we do i'll take all the bad stuff and, yeah. and put that on my shoulders but i think that's really good hey so um so, Matt, give us some examples of how to achieve freedom. And I think, you know, talk about your journey because I think this is an important part, you know, as we talk about freedom. Yeah, and so as I, I got, God had put this burden on me to, um, you, you know, as I look back, the last 18, this has been a journey of about 18 months to where God started to stir something in my heart to where I was on my knees and literally asking God, I don't even, and then I really, I remember it very, very clearly. I didn't really know what to pray for. And I mean that when I say that. And I think a lot of people feel like they've got to just, they've got to have this vision or this dream. At the end of the day, just go to God, be authentic. And trust me, He will tell you and He will lead you through others and um, through conversation. It's the more and more time you spend with Him. But He made it very clear. So I, God, I said, God, I don't know where to start. And He made it very clear to me. How about just spend time with me? Mm. And as humbling as that is to hear and think about, yeah, I had my spending time with God had become a checkbox. It had become a chore in so many ways. And not that I ever intended for it to be that. It was just if I get around to it. And so um, God just made it very clear, spend time with me and 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 uh, you know, kind of seek me first and all these other things will be added. It's very it's very clear how what we're supposed to do, and yet we we try to find our own version of how we want to run our life when we we quickly come back to God, or maybe not quickly, but we eventually come back to God. So, yeah, I, I started to try to figure out this journey so I could articulate that to others that I know um, have have some essence. Of, they struggle with this to a degree, um, and at the end of the day, it was it was simply 
uh, first and foremost, confessing sins. Um, I'm a, I grew up in a, a you know Southern Baptist church. Um, part of my challenge was just being honest was I had created or built up this guilt and shame of some decisions I had made in my past, and I had to some extent you know I had an Old Testament view of God. And so when you take a, a, a guilt and shame of past decisions, even though that you know they've been cast from the east as further than the west, and the enemy wants to bring you and tell you all these lies, and, and you got to remember when you're the furthest from from God and you're seeking all these things in the world, the enemy's having a field day. Like, And he may not even pay you a lot of attention because you're so far away, he's not a concern. But as you start to gravitate back towards God, then you really start to get challenged by a lot of things, and so which is very very uh important for me and to others to acknowledge but this whole idea of you know god doesn't he doesn't need me and it says he's clearly and the more time i spend with him it's his word continues to reiterate this whole idea that i can't earn his love you know i think we forget you know it talks about in in the bible that um you know first and foremost we we've you know we've got to seek him you know what i'm saying and so this whole idea of confessing and ridden sin from your life is in James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. Um, and it's it's just confess your sins to God. God's not waiting for you to get to a certain point in life where He can He can start listening to you. Just genuine, being genuine and authentic, confessing sins to your life and asking Him for help. So if there's things you struggle with, no matter what it is, and there's so many things in the world that you know people struggle with. We And that was the other thing. We compartmentalize sins. We, we, we feel like certain sins carry more weight than others but in god eyes sin is sin mm-hmm. and so That's whether right. it's slander jealousy lust whatever it is it's a sin mm-hmm. so quit trying to make compare yourself to his sins are worse than my sins mm-hmm. at the end of the day just go to god as you are yeah. and so i think we forget god died for us while we were sinners mm-hmm. and so it's not like he 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 didn't wait for us to you know come to a certain level when he died for us and so uh, just getting all that, this is this journey to freedom, get all that weight, any guilt or shame, give it to God, say, help me with with whatever your sin you're struggling with. And that starts the motion of God really working. And I'm, I'm, I'm when I say confessing sins, you, like literally there's things that you, got to, you have to acknowledge that you can't and you will not be able to do uh, through your own strength. And it's okay to admit that to God. Mm-hmm. And He will help you. He will, he will definitely help you with that. Um, and that's that's how he's he's designed us. He wants us to seek him. He doesn't, Matt. You came to me five times this week. You can't come to me again till next week. He doesn't count. He, he wants that relationship, mm-hmm. right? The good and the bad. He wants it all. And so, giving that all to God is a first key to freedom. The second thing is forgiveness. Um, and I know this is a big topic. The more and more I talk to, uh, you know, just even some of my employees or even people outside of work, they are struggling with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so for the human mind to, you know, whether it's digesting how a mom or a dad hurt them or left them or abuse of many different kinds that, you know, I can't even fathom. I can I can I can understand where forgiveness could be a, you know, kind of a hold up, right? But I also know that as long as there's this lack of forgiveness and no matter how small the issue or big the issue is, there's 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 weight there. There's change. There, you're harboring. There's bitterness. There's there's so many things. And I said, and I feel like the the more we hold on to that, I think the enemy knows that, and he will just continue to operate in that space of lack of forgiveness. 
And so as hard as that is, the other good thing about it is you're not going to do it on your own. And that's okay. There's things I've, you know, even with my wife and, you know, her parents, you know, at at a young age kind of, you know, left her. And her story is just is remarkable to come out how she such a strong woman and individual that's helped me so much. But, you know, I've asked her like just this whole idea of forgiveness. How do you even move past that? And at the end of the day, you're not going to by yourself. So we have to, you're not going to measure up this strength. The next Monday, I'm going to go run 10 miles and I'm going to forgive. I'm going to eventually, I'm going to forgive my dad or I'm going to forgive my mom. You've literally got to ask, hey, God, I can't do this. I don't understand it. I don't agree with it or whatever. Be honest with them, but say, God, please help me to release this chain. And this is another step to freedom. And the the thing about forgiveness is, Forgiveness is vertical. And what I mean by that is you have to go directly to Jesus. You mm-hmm. need to go up to, to the throne of Jesus and ask for his strength and forgiveness. And then there's healing that's involved in forgiveness. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, I am a firm believer that forgiveness is not a box you're going to check and it's going to be uh, here today and gone tomorrow. I think that's a, a process and a journey, and I think God will help you through all of it. But I think the healing part is why it's critical to have a circle around you that you can share and do life with. The good and the bad. Like, and then talking about vulnerability, like lay it out on the yeah. table, the, the dirty laundry. And I think what you find out is when you do that in a circle, which we've recently had the you know pleasure to just share as a close group, That's right. that you get that stuff out there. It is, it's relieving. You quickly find out that, man, he's got problems. He's got problems worse than, or not that you're comparing, but like, I never knew that about him. Yeah. I never knew that about him. And not to mention it strengthens your relationship. But you're not harboring that and putting this in this little bucket that you don't want anybody to see. And so that's a part of freedom and a journey to freedom. So Jesus' strength is the forgiveness, which is vertical. And then the whole idea of healing is horizontal, meaning your circle. Um, kind of moving through. Third thing, daily, daily. So confessing your sins, forgiveness. And the third thing I would say, it's not... This isn't something you've never heard before, but daily time in God's Word. Um, I'll just tell you how that played out for me. I kind of had, had abandoned that. Um, I thought Sundays was going to um, keep me keep my salvation in check and keep not that my salvation was in jeopardy, but keep my relationship with God in check uh, when I show up on Sundays. Um, and I've said this before, and I've said this to other people that Sunday is. Sundays aren't the the key to your salvation. Sundays aren't the miracle to your salvation. It's what you do in between. Mm, that's good. And so, like for me, is like let's let's face it. We don't have to look far to understand the world and the environment that we're living in right now. Turn the news on or don't turn the news on. I, I recommend. However, <laughs> you can quickly see the condition of this world and this environment. Yet we go out in this world, and we're walking out. We're walking in this world without any armor. You know, God talks about in His His in His Word in Ephesians six thirteen through eighteen, putting on the full armor of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for so long, Tim, I had, you know, I knew I knew all these things, but I wasn't doing it. Mm. And so it's one thing to know it, but if you're not doing it, you, you can't blame any, anyone but yourself. But this whole idea that, you know, the, whether it's the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, or you know, whatever the the, the armor is, that it, it's all important. Um, and at the end of the day, this world requires us to have God's armor. We've got to understand that. We can't be deceived by like, you know, I think I'll leave my helmet inside today and I'll just walk out without my breastplate, whatever it may be. 
all armor of God. And so the thing about that is you don't, that's not something you arrive or you check. That is something that your soul, your relationship with God, uh, and just for him to stay top of mind um, and for God to be, you know, basically filtering any and all thoughts that try to penetrate you from the enemy or from the outside world or whatever that may be. So daily time in God's Word keeps you close to the truth. That's key in freedom. Um, and I'll tell you, as you make this journey, you're going to hear a lot of knocking from the enemy. Mm. And if you've been far, I mentioned this earlier, if you've been far away from God for a long time, he's probably not paid you a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. He's not, Matt's. he's way over here. I ain't got to worry about him. I'll go work on this person. But the closer you get back to God, just go ahead and know he's going to be trying to like distract you. Mm-hmm. He's going to be trying to deceive you in the lies that he's good at. And we know that, you know, it talks about in scripture and I'm a firm believer. I've lived it is this whole idea that, uh, the, the war we're at is in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and why it's so critical in, in, in our, in God's word, it also says about us, you know, renewing our mind. And part of us spending time in God's word is not falling victim to letting the world influence our thoughts, our mindset, our decision, but renewing our mind daily with truth in God's word. So yes, understand the enemy will be right there trying to to be all over you. The good news is we know how this thing ends. the The battle's been won. That's right. For some reason, we feel like we need to. Re- we're not going to rewrite the story per se. God's given us all the instruction. He's given us the confidence. He's given us. He's He's given us the faith. Everything. He's defeated death. So we we don't really. I don't know. We need any more. Um. Any more. You know. Uh, in terms of. What, what we need to see out of God to believe in Him. At the end of the day, He just wants us to have faith, right? Yeah. And so He honors our faith. Um, and then so I kind of mentioned this earlier, accountable people in your life. Um, I, can't, I can't say that any... And it doesn't have to be at work, but outside of work, whether it's a church group or at work, whatever that is, where you can release and reveal struggles. And, and actually, that's where the Holy Spirit, I feel like, will work through other people as mm-hmm. well. Um, and not to mention just strengthen relationships and create friendships that are key. And so um, confess your sins, forgiveness, daily time in God's Word, accountable people in your life, and last but not least, just have full dependence upon God. And I think that's where that's very key in terms of um, acknowledging that that's what He wants. And it's not a... Um, and, and, you know, if you've tried to do it any other way, um, we keep running into these, you know, it's it's... We run into these roadblocks or we, we struggle, whether it's mentally, spiritually, and we have these seasons in our life. And all that's not, it's not that God looks down on that, but at the end of the day, we, we I feel like we always find my way back to God. And thank goodness He never leaves me nor forsakes, forsaken me. And um, and the whole, this, this journey, the thing about it is, this is not going to be a checkbox on each one of these steps and you're, and you're done and move on to better things uh, in 2021. This needs to be a part of your daily life. Mm-hmm. Like before you worry about business plans and planning for 2030 and how many employees and market strategy, how about you let God help you with all that and you get this straight. And, and for so long, I had focused on the other first. Mm-hmm. And if I had a chance, I'd get back to this whole idea of, uh, you know, this whole you know, relationship with God, I'd work on that later on. That's not how it works. And so, you know, it's all about priorities. And not that I don't have, we all have our challenge with that, but um, that's that's a constant battle. But at the end of the day, these are just daily commitments to, to pursue freedom. Um, 
And the reason this is critical, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, is that um, with, with leadership, Tim, we've got so many people on the other side of us who are dependent on our best. That's right. Right? That's absolutely. So, but the reality is you've got so many people that in this journey or lack thereof are just, and, and here's the thing, some of them, some people, and even myself at, at some point, I don't even know that I knew any of this. I was so deceived that like I was so lost. It was just a matter of, you know, almost like when I, when I asked you, I woke up that day when I was broken and I'm like, almost to a point like, how did I get here? Mm. Like it what like I realized I was like I didn't even see this coming. Mm. I should have, but yeah. like how how did I get this emptiness? Mm. And so, um, the the critical thing is that if there's so many people on the other side of me and you that are dependent on our best, um, man, and you and you and I both know that it, just because we work in different businesses, different industries, this is so much a ministry. Absolutely, I, mean, I say it all the time. Yeah, so it's this this whole idea that like, why would we want to try to do it any other way? I agree. Yeah, <laughs> and I've tried, and you know that there's enough just in of the responsibilities, and just in the work and the load and the stress and the pressure of the running a business, and yet for some reason we've fallen victim to that. We'll just we're just going to do this ourselves. We're not right. we we. We're not made to withstand that. That's mm-hmm. not, and it's very, it's, it's kind of funny. I look back on it, it's like God has you in a place and he has me in a place. If anything, it should be very clear that we need to be fully dependent upon him. Yeah. <laughs> given the responsibility and the load that we have yeah. to, to be a good version. So um, that's why I think it's critical that leaders find freedom personally for them to give their best for the other people on the other side of them to, to see that as a witness, as an example uh, and as an opportunity that I know a lot of people are searching and clawing for, because I've said before, the world gives you many things to chase. You can go out of here and chase many things, and you can chase it for years, decades, and it may be 20 years from now, and you find yourself on your knees, like, how did I get here? Mm. And it was me. Yeah. And God's like, I'm still here. Yeah. I didn't leave you. I wish you would have had me alongside mm. this whole time, um, but luckily, He doesn't, like I said, forget, forsake us. So. Um, Anyway, I hope that makes sense, but that's kind yeah. of bringing the journey that I've been yeah. on to freedom. Now, I think uh, number one, thank you for your thank you for your story and your testimony, and, and just seeing you know, seeing you walk it out every single day. I think that you know, in you know, for people that are for people that may not even have a relationship with with Christ, yeah, first of all, we thank them for taking time to listen out of their daily schedule. But they may ask some questions. Hey, I want to know more about freedom. But I tell you, you know, and I think uh, I'll ask a couple of questions because when you're Unpacking that, you know, it just permeates in my mind. Though, you know, a lot of people would say that you, Matt, you have freedom because you are successful in business and you have a successful family. The world wants to tell us those things, right? Mm-hmm. But you know the weight of that that comes with it. And I think that, you know, uh, if I didn't have the Holy Spirit living inside of me, I don't know how we could do what we do, really. And we fail every day. But you know, you talk about the enemy. And it, it reminds me of, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 10, 13, when it talks about temptation. And, uh, and the enemy wants to put subtle temptation in our, in our, in our, in our path. But, you know, um, it, but the Lord is not going to put more temptation into our mind than what we can take care of. Because, he's going, cause hey, talk about, the, talk about the, the armor of God. Yeah, that is with us. So, and the thing about it is that in, wor- in the world today, 
you know, you know what, if we do more, if we check these boxes, we're going to earn something. But you know what the reality is? Uh, Jesus paid the price and it's free. It doesn't cost mm-hmm. us a penny. It just costs us accepting him as our savior. So if any of our listeners got any questions about this, you know, make a comment on our podcast and you know, hey, we can have someone follow up. Find some people in your life that you know that you may need to do that in your in your community, maybe at your church, maybe someone in your family that knows something. Because I think this is the important. Because you know what, our souls last forever, mm-hmm. and I think that we've got to be preparing these as as we go through life. So hey, uh, um, my next question, um, Matt, is translate how this looks in the life of a small business owner or a small business leader or business leader in general. Um, well, the idea of the best version of yourself, I kind of touched on that yep. earlier. Um, you know, God God wants us to bring our best, and, and He expects our best each and every day. Um, and we're only going to do that when we're doing life with Him. Mm. Um, I think, like I said, I've tried to do a, you're not going to be your best version of yourself apart from God, period. Um, you don't need to read a book. Just know it. I, I'm I'm an example, and there's probably many other examples that you know of, yeah. and maybe even your personal story yourself. Yeah. And those that are listening, um, and at the end of the day, like as we, we as we seek God and we begin to lead through freedom, um, and that you know as we draw close to Him and we have the vertical integration of our 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 will, our our soul, our mind, our body, and our will, um, as as we continue to to to, to strengthen ourselves around God in that we become better leaders. And uh, the people on the other side of us uh, obviously get to benefit, and God can be given all the glory. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just think there's something about uh, whether it's confidence, peace, all the things that God uh, provides you uh, th- that surpasses all understanding. And when you can lead out of that posture and not have baggage and chains mm-hmm. and weights and shame and guilt, it is the most freeing thing you could ever taste. And my hope is, if you haven't tasted it, draw back to God. He's not. He, he's sitting there waiting on you. He's not going anywhere. And um, at the end of the day, part of that, you know, process to uh, from a small business owner is just be vulnerable. Mm. Um, I think at the end of the day, if you ask people that your subordinates or any of your direct reports what they value most, um, the more and more vulnerable you become, the more genuine and authentic become. The more you actually say, actually, okay, he has. He actually he is a person outside of work. He he has struggles and challenges, and um, you know I think peop, that's where people start to admire one another, and it strengthens mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. And I would actually argue you probably become more of an effective leader as opposed to presenting something you're not. You know, I agree. And, you know, not being authentic, being quote unquote the word I like to call it fake. No one, and I don't know about right. you, no one, no one likes to really be around fake people, but right. yet we do it all the time. Yeah. And so this whole idea of you know. Just a better version of yourself through this having this freedom makes you a better leader, and and and, and continue to reward what how important vulnerability is in your effectiveness and growth as a leader. Yeah, that's good. Hey, this just came to me when you were talking about it. So you know when you were talking about your story and you talk about forgiveness, you said forgiveness is vertical, and healing is horizontal. Well, guess what? Those two lines create they create a cross. Yes, and I think that is important. Again, that's that was the that's the visual that I had mm-hmm. because a lot of people struggle with forgiveness, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, Craig Rochelle says uh, people don't want to follow leaders that are always that that they want to follow a leader that's always real, not one that's always right. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think he said that. And yeah. being vulnerable and being 
uh, you know, transparent in, in what's going on. You can't do that with 207 people, but you can do that with a small group of people that are around you that they can have permission to speak into you. We've talked about that on this podcast before. So, hey, Matt, as we close today's podcast, um, what is one piece of advice that you would give our listeners today? Well, you sit there and you mentioned it just then about this vertical and horizontal and how it represents the cross and us being vulnerable to each other. I think first and foremost, if I had to give someone advice, um, I, why don't you start? Why don't we start being vulnerable with God? Wow, that's good. I mean, at the end of the day, God wants us to come as we are. Be vulnerable with Him. That's good. And if you're like, I don't know how to pray for it, tell me you don't know how to pray for it. Yeah, that's really good. God, I don't know. Is He knows He's? We know He He's, He knows all things. So don't try to go read a book before you go to God. Get on your knees, humbly come before Him, come as you are. Um, and I, I'm a firm believer. I'm I'm a living testimony that I've tried to do life my way. And yet God gave me, had all these blessings in the background. And it's not that he didn't want me to have these blessings. And here he's drawn me back to him. And I really get to experience the fulfillment and the freedom of the family he's given me, the business he's given me, the employees he's given me, without all the other chains, the baggage, the weights, the shame, the guilt. And that's my hope in my heart for every leader out there is they could lead in freedom, but more importantly, they could live in freedom. That's great. And I think, you know, Matt, you're a walking testimony of freedom. I can just see as we're sitting across the table from one another, you know, you can, I can feel your freedom that you're talking about. So thank you for your transparency and your vulnerability. It's going to be incredible to see what the Lord has got in store for you as you just continue to share your story. We really appreciate you being with us today. Thank you so much. Yep. All right. Hey, listeners, thanks for listening. Everyone, uh, join us next month. Take care and God bless. If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them and we'll be seeing you guys next month.